Hello and welcome to Free America. Today is Sunday, July 25th. The year is 2021. And I am Nick Yaya, your host for the Free America podcast. And this is episode number 53. And this is a very special episode because, well, of course, it is our anniversary. And we here at Free America wanted to celebrate that with a little bit of fireworks. Here we go. Look at that. Wow. All right. Fantastic fireworks. Gotta love it. They are a little cheesy. Let's let's bring in some more. Yes. I like those even better. Okay. So thank you for joining us on this, this historic one-year anniversary episode. And today we've got a lot to cover. This is why I, I don't have a guest on today. I did want to have our, our very first guest, Siaka Masakwa. I wanted to have him back on the show, but he was uh, unavailable to, to come onto the show, and he had to sort out some legal issues that he's been having. Uh, but he is fighting back. Uh, just a little news on that front. Siaka is fighting back against the United States government, filing a lawsuit against him. So we will have him on the show next week to, to discuss that and find out what's going on with his case, where the FBI raided his home and held him at gunpoint. It just it, it's it's unbelievable what has been going on around this January 6th stuff. So uh, we will get to that next week. In the meantime, uh, we've got a lot of news to cover today, a lot of COVID news, a lot of some election news and and a lot of hypocrisy from the left, as usual. So we'll we'll get to that shortly. But before we do, I'd like to draw your attention to the Free America podcast website, where you can go and find this episode as well as others and links to the audio version of this podcast, as well as video alternatives to YouTube and social media alternatives to Facebook and Instagram. We use Gab and MeWe here. As far as the YouTube alternatives, we use BitChute and Rumble. So anyway, uh, through there, you will find all of these episodes. You'll also find special reports. And we just added a new special report right here, the Reawaken America Tour. I want you to check that out because it's got a, a slew of great people talking on there. We've got Sarah Stevens, who's running for governor here in California. She uh, was also a guest on the show. But we've got Mike Lindell. You've got Patrick Byrne. You've got uh, General Michael Flynn. And uh, they're talking about essentially what's going on with the election and what's going on with the, the investigation into that, especially specifically in Maricopa County, Arizona, where it looks like the jig is up and the Dems are busted. And that's going to be released really soon. So that's kind of exciting. Also here at the Free America podcast, we do have a new sponsor that you can, um, if you do go through this link here on our page for EMF Rocks, and uh, you can use this link right here. It says learn more to, to go to the EMF Rocks page, but it will also um, give us a 10%, 10 of what you spend will go back to the Free America podcast to help support our podcast. So check out our sponsor, EMF Rocks. These products are great. I use them myself. This one here on the left is the Faraday bag. I put my phone in it at night. Um, pro tip, if you do use this bag, put your phone on airplane mode so it stops trying to find the, the cell tower because it will run down the power trying to do that. And that's how good this bag is, is that your phone cannot communicate with the outside world. So that means that you're not getting bombarded with this electromagnetic radiation. Second item I use and I highly recommend is the EMF rocks themselves. This is the grounding bag and this is fantastic. I keep it right by the bed and essentially it also grounds you and prevents uh, electromagnetic radiation from 
from uh, from hitting you. So, and I've found that since I started using these two items, I have slept so much better. And a lot of people I know, and a lot of doctors recommend doing um, getting rid of electronic devices where you sleep or where you are. It's TV, computer, phone. I know a lot of us do it. I do it. But but having these items will help um, help facilitate a more restful sleep for you. Uh, you can also go to our other affiliates in the in the areas of health and fitness, self-defense and personal finance by clicking on any of those links. We will also receive a commission. And then, of course, you can go to Patreon or PayPal if you just want to throw some money our way, like a lot of our viewers and listeners do. And that helps us as well to support this podcast. There are expenses affiliated with that. Okay. So moving on to our first piece of news. This is this is great. I'm so stoked. Rand Paul says he'll make criminal referral to GOJ against Dr. Fauci. And if you haven't seen this, folks, and I, I think we've got the video. I may pull it up here in a second. Uh, Rand Paul just rips Fauci a new one. And it's about time because this guy has been flip-flopping and lying for so long that it's become a running joke. But it's not, it's not very funny because people's lives are at stake. And this man is in part responsible for what happened at the Wuhan lab in terms of the creation of this, this coronavirus, this chimera virus that they put together using gain-of-function research that he personally funded through the National Institute of Health. And and he's he's blatantly lying to Congress. He's lying under oath, which is a felony and punishable by um, time in prison. So hopefully he will see the inside of a cell very soon and get him out of our lives because this man is just an awful, evil person. And he... Um, in their in their exchange the other day, he he turned around and he, and he said to Senator Rand Paul that you know you're the liar, you're the one that's lying. And I thought that was funny. That's kind of like uh, you know when your kids and someone calls you a liar, and you, you know I know you are, but what am I? It's, it sounds like exactly what what Fauci is doing is he's uh, you know I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. I mean he's it's so juvenile this guy, and he's so obvious. But what's he going to do? He's been caught lying. Of course, he's going to double down on the lie. He's not going to go, yeah, you're right, Senator Paul. Uh, I was lying to Congress, and I'm sorry. Uh-uh, it's not going to happen. So uh, that is that is some great news, and I wanted to start off the podcast with that because we're seeing some, finally seeing some pushback from people like Senator Rand Paul, who's been a champion of, of well, real science and reality for a very long time, not this fake pseudoscience that keeps getting pushed out by the mainstream media, the, the social the social media giants, and um, mostly people on the left, the Democrats. And I have some people up here that we'll, we'll, we'll get to in a second who just constantly talk, calling for more mask mandates. There's absolutely no science to back it up. It's, um, well, it's it's just frankly, it's just infuriating. It's insulting at this point that people, that they believe people don't see through it. They don't see through the lies. And we do. We More than half of the people in the United States have not gotten this jab because they know. They know that it's dangerous. It's untested. It is not 100% safe and effective. And that they know that they have a very high probability of surviving the coronavirus, even if they do get it. Right? So that means if they don't have a healthy immune system, have not been taking their vitamins and minerals and some of the other things that we suggest on this show, such as vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. It's very simple, folks. I've been doing it. I also take a, a supplement called quercetin, which is a naturally occurring 
molecule, essentially that mimics exactly what hydroxychloroquine does. And so it would, what it does is it opens up a zinc channel into the cell and allows uh, the zinc to enter. And therefore the RNA for the virus cannot replicate in the cell. So it essentially it kills it. it. It prevents it from even happening and spreading. <clears throat> so that's something you might want to check out. Maybe I'll put a link here in the show description section for quercetin. You can find it at the vitamin shop. E. I don't know why I say it like that. That's how they spell it with two P's and an E. I don't, I don't understand. We're not in jolly old England, right? But uh, but you can find it online. It's not it's not that expensive. You're looking at like maybe 20 bucks for a bottle that'll last you a few months. So I do recommend taking that as well. Okay, moving on. Um, right. Fauci rebukes Rand Paul for threatening him with prison in fiery clash. You do not know what you're talking about. So Fauci, who's never actually, and I'll just kind of, we'll stay on the story for just another minute here. Fauci has never practiced medicine a day in his life. He's, he's never seen a patient, whereas Rand Paul has. Okay. And, and so for Fauci to say to Rand Paul, you don't know what you're talking about, I think is insulting to Rand Paul. Um, not only is Rand Paul a, a, a congressman, he's a doctor, he's a lawyer. So the guy, he's not an idiot. My, that's my point. He's not stupid. And so for Fauci to say, you don't know what you're talking about, again, it's just him covering up his lies. So, so this, this is what Rand Paul said. I want to quote this because I wanted to play the video, but I, I don't have it. I don't think I've got it here. Uh, Rand Paul says, Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. And he emphasized that federal, federal law makes lying to Congress a felony punishable by up to five years in prison. Quote, on your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So uh, he added, uh, knowing it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement? Well, of course he's not going to. He's not going to retract his statement. He's, Fauci replied, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. He also said that the research in question was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. Well, I'm going to call bullshit because these qualified people, these so-called experts have time and time and time and time again have been found to be lying, have been found to be um, making statements that have not been backed up by science. And then when the science and the and the studies are presented that refute what these experts, so-called experts in air quotes, what they claim, uh, these these are wiped from the internet. They are they are fact-checked into oblivion and banned off of social media and YouTube and everywhere else. So it's it's no wonder why people are extremely extremely um, cautious about anything related to uh, the vaccine or or masking up or social distancing it's we've had enough because the science does not support it now in an interesting side note house democrats block bipartisan bill declassifying covid-19 origins which is and the reason I, you know, I'll get to reason why I think this is interesting in just a second, but I'll, I'll read you the, the rest of the story here. It says House Democrats block consideration of legislation that would require the U.S. Director of National Intelligence to declassify information and data related to the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that namely targeted 
what role the Wuhan Institute of Virology played in the outbreak. In May, the Senate Republican-backed COVID-19 Origin Act was passed unanimously in the Senate. Representative Michael Burgess of Texas, he's a Republican, brought the Senate bill to the House floor on Tuesday night before Democrats voted it down. He says, he says, uh, the best disinfectant is sunlight, and that's what we can provide today. Representative Brad Wenstrup of Ohio, who helped bring the House, uh, bring the bill to the House floor, said of the proposal, the bill first establishes that we must identify the precise origins of COVID-19 because it is critical for preventing a similar pandemic in the future. He said that the measure is not controversial by any means and noted that not one senator objected to the legislation when it was up for consideration in the Senate in May. So you have to wonder why there's why they are blocking it now. Well, my thoughts on this, my opinion on this is that they're running cover for Dr. Fauci. And not just Dr. Fauci, but for Barack Obama. Because under the Obama administration is when this gain of function research was stopped at the at the base in in uh, I believe it was in Maryland, and they were doing gain of function research here, and Obama killed it. And he says no more gain of function research here in the United States. It's too dangerous. And then that research was moved to Wuhan. So essentially, what Obama did was it looks like on, on its face that he was doing something good, something that's that should be done. But what they did, in fact, was give this research and technology to another state, another country, in this, in this case, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. So he was colluding with an enemy of the state. I say enemy of the state because we've been under attack by them. They have un unrestricted warfare has been has been levied upon the United States by the Chinese Communist Party, as we've talked about on this podcast before. It's it's come in many forms: it's economic, where or biological, where they're using this this biological weapon, which is what COVID nineteen is, to attack us. They're using psychological operations, uh, showing videos of people dying in the streets, you know, just falling over dead, which then in turn caused uh, elected officials here in the United States and unelected bureaucrats from places like the CDC and also international organizations like the World Health Organization to issue these mandates, these edicts outside of law, which required businesses to shut down. And that economic impact it had on the United States, as well as other countries around the world, has been significant. I believe a, a third of the of the restaurants here in the state of California are closed permanently. That's a lot of jobs, folks. And I believe it's about, about a quarter of all small businesses nationwide have permanently shut their doors. So the, we're being attacked on many different fronts. Now they're going after our military, by the way. Um, the The... The insistence of the U.S. military that is uh, they are going to insist that all members of the military take the jab, and about half of the military are not going to do it and will most likely quit. So what is that going to do? That's going to seriously impact our ability to defend ourselves if there is an invasion, if there's some kind of war. Um, half our military is going to be gone, and the other half will probably be dead from taking the jab. 
China wins, right? So this is part of China's plan. And these Democrats are colluding with them. They're colluding with the enemy. And they're covering up for Barack Obama, who's really the person behind Joe Biden now. This isn't this isn't the Joe Biden presidency. This is Obama 3.0, right? This is, this is Obama's third term. So he's secretly pulling strings from right down the street, from right down the street from the White House. He's got a little place set up. No other president in history has ever done that. They get out of the White House and they go. They go to play golf and they move out to their, you know, their ranch or their 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 Hawaiian estate, uh, as some do. But not Obama. You know, he built he's building or has built a new place in Hawaii and he visits there from time to time. However, he spends the majority of his time in Washington, D.C. What's he doing in D.C.? He's affecting policy. He's pulling strings. He's he's remotely operating the White House from a, a, a location right down the street. So back to what I was saying. That Obama has he what he did originally was essentially give away state secrets to the enemy concluding so he's he's essentially guilty of treason right as as are a lot of these democrats and and establishment republicans people like mitch mcconnell uh, who are running cover for this operation the operation to destroy america and give it away to our enemies and that's what we're looking at right here folks is an effort the same way that they're trying to block the Maricopa County audit uh, for reasons where they because they don't want to get caught. They don't want it to be known that they cheated on a massive scale and uh, and therefore are going to lose credibility in probably every election from this point forward. So if that comes out coupled together with this, that they're colluding with the enemy, forget it. The Democrat Party's done. Now, I don't necessarily like that there will not be a major competing party to the Republican Party. I think that there needs to be competition. Perhaps two or three other parties can pop up and fill that void. I hope there can, because there needs to be balance in a democracy. Because if you've got one party rule, whether it's on the left or the right, it usually tends towards authoritarianism because nobody can stop you. There's no way you can push through any legislation you want. If you've got the courts locked up, you've got the legislature and the executive branch locked up, there's there's nothing that you can't do. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now with Democrats in power. They've got the executive branch, the, the legislative branch, and I suspect the judicial branch. Um, they've definitely got the DOJ and the FBI because, well, if you look at what they didn't do with regard to the election, with regard to, or what they are doing with regard to January 6th, what they're doing with regard to or without uh, regard to the BLM riots of this past summer. You know, we don't we don't see them going after all the people that caused these billions of dollars of damage, right? And the murder and the and the injuries that came as a result of their activities this past summer. So it's pretty obvious that that Democrats have infiltrated and I don't even say Democrats. I think these are these are communists. These are communist socialists that uh, working with the Chinese Communist Party. We've been infiltrated, and this has been going on for decades, folks. This isn't just something that happened overnight. This is a process that's been taking place since the late 50s. So well over 60 years, is is uh, this has been in progress. And what we're seeing now is the fruits of their labor. And we've been trying to wake up people for a long time. 
And uh, now, finally, now that now, now that the chips are down, people are waking up. So um, here's another version of that. Uh, the House Democrats blog builder declassify intel on the origins. Uh, but this one is from the Gateway Pundit. The thing I like about this one is that it goes into um, of uh, of the of the details, which we'll we'll cover here again for those of you who aren't familiar. So, despite the warning, the U.S. National Institute of Health under Dr. Fauci awarded 3.7 million dollars in grants to the Wuhan lab studying the bat virus. This was after the State Department warned about the risky tests going on in the lab. The deadly China virus that started in China sometime in late 2019 has now circled the globe. Evidence suggests that the coronavirus didn't come naturally. We still don't know whether the deadly virus was leaked intentionally or if it was an accident, right? So again, now it's, not a, now it's not a matter of whether or not it came from the lab. It's pretty obvious that it did. And those of us who were in the know a very long time ago stated as such, but we were called conspiracy theorists and fringe you know, kooks for suggesting the obvious. Now, if you're applying Occam's razor to it, if you looked at it initially, it supposedly came from a wet market, which is a stone's throw from the Wuhan lab. And the Wuhan lab is what studies these types of pathogens and creates these types of pathogens. This is the type of work gain of function research was going on in that lab. So it, it pretty is was pretty obvious from the get go that it's most likely that the origin was the lab. Now that we know that to be fact, they're trying to determine whether or not it was done intentionally. That is the million dollar question. Regardless, China is still responsible for the damage that they've caused, as is Dr. Fauci. And he should be held to account for his actions. And I hope he is. And if he's not, there's a serious issue with our justice system. Right. Uh, here's something kind of funny. This is uh, this is Joe Biden. Just just silly, silly. Here, let me actually I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up this 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 video for you guys. Um, we're going to stop sharing that screen. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you up to one where we can actually listen to the video. And, and this is uh, through the wall street journal and listen, listen to what Biden says here. This is just, this is probably, I mean, it's sad folks that the fact that this man's mental faculties have gone out the window and the fact that he's got his finger on the button is scary. I mean, people were worried that, that that Trump would fly off the handle simply because he tweets mean things. Well, this guy doesn't know what what year he's living in. He recently said that that he joined the the Senate the Senate Committee for uh, Judicial Senate Committee, something along those lines, 150 years ago. He said that. He said that. The, the guy doesn't know what decade he's living in. Okay, so let's listen to what he has to say and this unintelligible response to should children under 12 be able to get vaccinated here we go that's underway just like the other question that's illogical and i've heard you speak about it because you always i'm not being solicitous but you you're always straight up about what you're doing and the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um are why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, is, 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 it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. 
That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA? For the FDA, yeah. that's underway, just like the other question. Right. So he he, he fumbles and stumbles, and it's just it's really sad that this man is, and it's it's impossible that this guy won the presidential election. It, it really is. I mean, I think it was 1.5 million people watched this this presidential town hall, and. Yeah, it's it's highly unlikely that he actually won the election. And it's looking like more and more at this point that he didn't. And uh, boy, I can I can only shudder to think that what's going to happen at, at next when we find out that that he's um, he's not the president. I, I suspect there will be another false flag type attack or perhaps we'll see the the, the fruits of the the World Economic Forum's, uh, what's it called? Cyber Polygon come to fruition. That's where they they, they did a, a drill, essentially, to find out what would happen if there was an, a disruption in the the internet or if our, you know, if our systems got shut down, what would happen? So we will be covering that a little bit uh, coming up. But I imagine that when the news comes out from Arizona, they're going to try to pull something like that. They're going to flip the Internet kill switch, so to speak. It's been talked about for many years, something that Obama brought up during his presidency that he had installed. So that's going to be the way that they're going to shut down real quickly the transfer of information between all of us patriots regarding the fake election. So here's a. I wish he had the video here because this is this is the part I was trying to get to where where Biden he says that um, he said something about uh, a man in the moon and aliens and I I, I just I don't get it he he <laughs> he was unable to string a sentence together because of his dementia three uh, the third question of the night came from a Democrat newlywed who asked Biden about vaccine hesitancy in the black community. Creepy Joe flirted with the man's wife and gave her that slimy crocodile smile. How are you working towards convincing those in black communities that the vaccine is safe? The newlywed asked. And he responded with a word salad and rambled on about a man in the moon and aliens. It's just Joe Biden rambles whether or not there's a man on the moon. I, I just I don't I don't know, folks. At this point, everything is a joke. We are living in. I swear we're living in a simulated reality, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I think this is true. The most obvious is that that the greatest, one of the greatest threats to humanity right now is the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab. And if you're not familiar with Klaus Schwab, he's the guy that looks like the James Bond stunt double and speaks just like him, too, with a really thick German accent, just creepy. Like, is a COVID-19 crisis? You know, this guy, he is straight out of a Bond movie. And, you know, how much crazier can things get when those who are programming this simulated reality are now inserting characters from movies into that simulated reality? I don't know. It's a theory, folks, but it's something you might want to bounce around. Okay, so here's some more scary stuff out of CNN. And this lady, this doctor, she claims... Dr. Leanna Wen, 
who was formerly the president of Planned Parenthood, by the way, and was born in China. So she's got two strikes against her right there. But uh, this is reported again by the Gateway Pundit. She says we can't rely on the honor system and demands mask mandates nationwide, regardless of vaccination status. So here we go. Here we go with the with the fear mongering and the vilification of people who have not gotten the jab. So we talked about this over the past year that when this time came, they would start by again vilifying the people who hadn't taken the vaccine and they were going to blame all these new infections on people with the vaccine. And now they're trying they're rolling out like the test phase of it here in Los Angeles County where they are demanding that everybody wear a mask indoors, vaccinated or not. And they're using that as a tool to to sway public opinion towards the unvaccinated as being the people responsible for ruining it for us all. Right. So this this lady. She's been on here before she called for forced vaccinations for people. She's now demanding that the mask mandates be brought back, even though we know and everybody knows the science has shown it. There have been over 200 different peer reviewed studies now that show that masks not only don't work, but they are actually bad for your health. They can harm you. They can, they can cause hypoxia, hypercapnia. This is a, a lack of oxygen and an increase in carbon dioxide. There are, are tons of different side effects from the wearing of a mask. And also it puts you at higher risk for pulmonary diseases, for infections like a bacterial pneumonia because you're constantly breathing in bacteria that you would have expelled. And so this gets into the lungs and causes pneumonia. And I suspect that a large number of the people who are suffering from these effects are the people that have been wearing masks the entire time. All right. So people like me who didn't wear our mask and took our vitamins and lived healthy, didn't get sick. Yet the people who wore the masks and who are getting the jab are the ones getting sick. And they're claiming, and this is kind of strange, that 100% of the people who are in the hospital now are unvaccinated. People who are going to the hospital presenting with COVID-like symptoms are the unvaccinated. That seems highly unlikely. There are only two other countries in the world who are making a similar claim. One is Russia. The other is China. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't trust the news coming out of either of those places. They're both authoritarian regimes. They both are notoriously known for lying and propaganda and lying to their public and suppressing any alternative information that comes out, anything that that puts the regime in a bad light. So, so the fact that they're saying that 100% of people that are unvaccinated are the, are getting COVID now is it's just a flat out lie. This is more propaganda and you can see through it. I know you can, cause you, our viewers and listeners are smart well, because you tune into the show, but also because, because you know, and you sense that something is wrong, like a lot of people out there and you don't take things that have been spoon fed to you by talking heads on a television. You do your research. You don't take my word for it. You don't just say, well, well, Nick said it, so it must be true. You go and you do your research. You take some of the links for the articles I share. You, you dig in. You look at the studies. 
and you find out for yourself the truth. You don't just take it for granted, right, from these people. She says that uh, without a reliable system to, to determine proof of vaccination, it's not possible to tell who is vaccinated and who is not. The honor system does not work. She ultimately said the Biden administration should mandate COVID passports in order for people to be able to move about. So here it is, folks. Here you go. This is the angle. They've, it's always been about this control. See, COVID passport, I'm highlighting this, COVID passports in order for people to be able to move about. It's always been about control. It's not. It's never been about the virus. Okay, it's been about many things. I'll, I'll say that. Um, when the elite, when the, the globalists do these type of operations are usually multifaceted, there's usually many objectives, but in this one, one of the primary objectives was a, a stronger system of control over people, right? So it's something that subverts the bill of rights in our constitution, because you could never do that legally on its face. But if you've got people so afraid of each other. They're begging the government to step in and take away their rights, much the same way that we acquiesced to that uh, after 9-11 with the Patriot Act. I mean, that's probably the most unpatriotic piece of legislation ever passed in Congress. But the American people cheered for it because they were afraid. And not all of us, but the large majority of people did. And so now they've introduced a new terror a new terrorism, which is this invisible virus that anybody can have it at any time, right? This whole asymptomatic transmission myth, and it is a myth. Even Dr. Fauci and the World Health Organization said so, even though I don't really trust a word that comes out of either of their mouths because, frankly, they're liars. But, but to my point is that even the so-called experts that the people on the left and CNN follow said that asymptomatic transmission is extremely rare, right? And everything, this whole thing is predicated on asymptomatic transmission. Now, if you knew for a fact that, as we do, you can't catch it from someone who doesn't have it, there wouldn't be a need for any of these masks, these lockdowns, these COVID passports, these jabs, these, these so-called vaccines, none of it, none of it, right? So the whole narrative falls apart. But here you see it exposed, COVID passports in order for people to be able to move about, right? This reminds me a lot of what's going on in China with the social credit score. And if you, if your social credit score isn't high enough, you're not able to get on the bus or the train or a plane, travel anywhere. Your, your movements are extremely limited. And this is what authoritarian regimes look like. And that's what they're trying to bring here to the United States. So they have, again, tipped their hand, and they've shown that this is what it's about. It's not about safety. It is about control. It's about domination. It's about removing your rights, your naturally God-given rights, I might add. So watch out for this lady, Dr. Leanna Wen. Just, just evil. Bad news. Right. So here's more calling for universal mask wearing. Um <laughs> With the, with the Texas Democrats who fled the state in order to um, stop the GOP from passing a voter uh, voting, a voting bill, basically to make our, our, our elections more secure, more transparent, and less prone to fraud. 
right? That because those those are the only ways that Democrats can win these days is by cheating. They they can't win in a fair fight, and so they cheat. And so, when presented with legislation that would take away their number one strategy for winning, what do they do? They 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 fled the state, so that the, the the legislature couldn't have a quorum and they couldn't pass the bill. So so here these people are sitting on a plane without masks, mind you, when all of us have to wear a mask sitting on a plane. And this one in particular here, Democrat Texas State Rep Donna Howard called for universal mask wearing to prevent the spread of the Delta variant. So this is, I mean, this is the height of hypocrisy here. Democrats do this all the time. You saw it all last year. Gavin Newsom dining out with his friends when restaurants were closed here in the state of California. Or uh, Governor Whitmer, you know, taking off uh, on a vacation when she's telling people to stay home. Same with... uh, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut when the hair salons are closed out here in California, not wearing a mask, mind you, right? So so these people, they just, they're just the worst. They're worst kind of human beings. I don't understand how they have maintained their grip on power other than the fact that they have lied and cheated to stay in. It's got to be. It's got to be the only reason because nobody would vote for this. I swear, nobody would vote for this. And after and after what's gone on these past year, year and a half, almost two years, I guarantee you that in 2022, when the midterm elections come up, a lot of them won't be in office anymore. God willing. And not to say that the Republicans are any better, but the Republican Party is being revived with this uh, America first agenda and a lot of America first candidates, which fall in line with Donald Trump's vision for the United States, which is essentially putting America first. All right. And stop giving away everything to everybody else, right? And letting everybody come here and take advantage of us. We need to take care of our citizens first. We need jobs here. We need to keep our tax dollars here. We need security, right? We can't be cavorting with the enemy, giving away state secrets to China. In fact, you know, he fought hard for to renegotiate the Trans-Pacific Partnership with China, which is what kind of brought this whole thing about, in my opinion. China was pissed, man. He shut off the spigot and took that money back for the United States, for the people of America. And yet somehow he was vilified. He was the bad guy for doing that. I And they, and they couldn't do that on those merits alone. They, they had to attack him for some mean tweets that he put out, right? So that's that's why we hate Donald Trump is because he says nasty things on the Twitter machine. <laughs> really? Is that what we've come to? I swear, this is, this is so juvenile. These people, they act like they're in high school, like they never matured. They never grew up past that phase, like like Fauci. You know, I know you are, but what am I, right? So um, Donna Howard was one of 60 Democrat lawmakers photographed maskless en route to D.C. last week after fleeing Texas to stop the GOP voting bills. Donna Howard doesn't need to wear a mask, but she is demanding different rules for the peasants, it's you and me. The Texas Democratic trip to DC turned into a major COVID super spreader event, and now they're demanding common Americans wear masks and adhere to COVID restrictions. Quote, <laughs> sorry, um, I'll, I'll get serious here. I'll, I'll, uh, <clears throat> Quote, we need to follow the science here. <laughs> These people, I swear, I swear, okay. <clears throat> Texas needs to change course and allow for universal mask wearing to prevent 
spread of the highly contagious Delta variant, especially as children under 12 cannot get vaccinated yet. End quote. Even though those kids have a 99.995% chance of surviving it, right? They're, they're more likely to get hit by lightning than they are to, to die from COVID. But no, they've got to wear a mask, right? So last week, Donna Howard tried to illustrate the personal sacrifice she made when she took a private jet to D.C. by posting a photo of her bra and panties air drying to her social media account. She says, she says, you bet we're recognizing and honoring our country's heritage. As most Texans, though, this is what we're doing tonight, using whatever is accessible, washing our clothes in the sink. All right, so, right, because she knows that if they would have left their hotel room, they probably would have got arrested and, and charged with a felony because what they're doing is against the law. And so we need to remember that. And... Um, and uh, hopefully, boy, hopefully you guys aren't picking up this extra sound out here. Hopefully it's going to just stay directed on me. So I'm going to move the mic a little bit closer to me because outside our studio here, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of work going on. So hopefully you're not picking up much of that. OK. So. Here's back to uh, blaming the unvaccinated, like I was talking about earlier. Now we've got an Alabama Republican governor who says, start blaming the unvaccinated folks for the rise in COVID cases. So Alabama Republican, and this is off CNN, right? So this is the only time CNN is going to report something a Republican says uh, in a good light. Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey on Thursday called out the, quote, unvaccinated folks, unquote, for the rise in COVID-19 cases in her state. A remarkable plea at a time when many GOP leaders are refusing to urge people to get vaccinated, even as COVID-19 cases surge in many parts of the country. And my question to them is, well, if you're vaccinated, what do you have to worry about? Right. It's 100 percent effective. Right. No side effects. Right. So what are you worried about? Let us unwashed, undesirable. Uh, what do we call the the the. uh <laughs> What was the word they were using for us? Uh, the deplorables, right? So deplorables, right? Wouldn't you want us all to die from this horrible, horrible virus? I'm sure you would. Well, why, why do you want us to get vaccinated? Because it's not about the vaccine. It's not about the virus. It's about control, 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 control. I will say it again and again and again and again and again, because that's what it's about, folks. And we need to fight back against tyranny any way possible. This includes not taking this stupid jab because it's not a vaccine and not wearing your mask, and not following the protocols, and not staying locked down, and to hell with them, to hell with them, because their agenda has been exposed. And I'm I'm furious. I'm at my wit's end with patience and being nice and being calm. I mean, I'm about to switch up this, this podcast to something with a little more spice to it, if you know what I mean. So it says here that Alabama is the least vaccinated state in the country, roughly 33.9% roughly of residents fully vaccinated according to data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Average COVID-19 cases daily in Alabama nearly double what they were a week ago and more than four times higher than they were two weeks ago. See, now that's a bit of tricky wording right there. The cases four weeks ago or two weeks ago were extremely low, right? So let's just say that there were 10 cases four weeks ago. Uh... Four times higher. Okay, so now there's 40 cases. 
it's still it's still nothing. We don't, it doesn't say the number of cases, right? You notice that they just say that it's double, right? They're doing the same thing here in California and Los Angeles and using it as a reason to reinstate the mask mandate. Uh, that's all you hear on the news out here uh, on the on the radio and television. They just keep reporting that cases have doubled, cases have doubled, cases have doubled since March. And, you know, there more beds are filled since March, but they don't give you the number. And that is for a reason. And I want you to start noticing stuff like this. Notice how they use words and wording to manipulate facts, right? They say the case is double, but they don't give you the number. Because if they gave you the number, you'd go, oh, well, that's no big deal. There are more people in the hospital for you know, dog bites in, in a number of cases, right? So they're they're choosing to, to purposefully leave out those facts and figures, those numbers. And and that again just it it speaks to the nefarious and devious nature of these people. They're just bad people, man. I just mm, mm, mm. so Ivy says here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, the new cases of COVID are because of unvaccinated folks. Almost 100% of the new hospitalizations are with unvaccinated folks. And the deaths are certainly occurring with unvaccinated folks. She said the unvaccinated are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain. Well, that is our choice, Governor. That's our choice. This is our, remember our, my body, my choice, right? Everybody keeps talking about it is my choice if I want to remain unvaccinated. I want to have self-inflicted pain. That is my choice. That's what makes this country great. Okay? But back to what she just said there. Almost 100% of the new hospitalizations are with unvaccinated folks. That's this talking point that keeps bouncing around the mockingbird media, 100%, 100% of hospitalizations, 100% of hospitalizations are unvaccinated, right? You hear it, you hear it over and over and over and over and over again. But I'm going to show you some news that contradicts that. That shows that in places like Israel or in the United Kingdom in England, um, cases are much higher, anywhere from the uh, 40s to 80% of the people that are showing up in hospitals are vaccinated. So how does that jive, Right. Like I said, the only other countries that are reporting 100% success with their vaccine are China and Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. So you got you to question it, folks, right? We've got to get folks to take the shot, she says. The greatest weapon we have to fight COVID is the vaccine. Bullshit. Again, I call bullshit. That is not the greatest weapon. The greatest weapons we have to fight COVID have been suppressed by the mainstream media, by the CDC, by the World Health Organization, by Google, by YouTube by big tech in general, all of these people, all of these places, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin C, D, and zinc, quercetin, right? These things, there have been, I can show you now, again, over 200 studies, peer-reviewed studies that show that hydroxychloroquine is cheap and effective. And anything cheap and effective doesn't benefit big pharma and it doesn't serve the agenda of keeping, keeping people in fear and under control. And that's why it's been suppressed. So again, lie on top of lie on top of lie on top of lie. And it's, and it's I, I wonder when the people of the United States are going to start to stand up like we see people in France doing. Or recently in Italy, thousands marched over the COVID-19 passports that they're trying to roll out there uh, as they were in France. Same thing. 
people are people are practically up in arms as well they should be as well they should be here in the united states why are we why are we awake why are we so asleep here when are we going to wake up when are we going to stop saying enough is enough i mean to be honest with you i am pleased with the fact that over half of, of, of americans have not taken the jab that's indicative of, of, of an awake populace, of people who are starting to question the so-called science coming from these so-called experts. And I'd say those both with air quotes around them for our, our listeners. So it's here. She says it's safe. It's effective. The data proves that it works. Doesn't cost anything. It saves lives. Okay. Another lie, another lie, another lie. It is not safe. It is not effective. People, people with it are getting sick. It is not safe. People with it are dying. People who take the jab are dying. I know somebody who, who, who died from it, okay? People are getting massively injurious side effects from this as well. It's just, it's just lie on top of lie. And they're going to keep pushing this agenda. This is what CNN does. She says people aren't taking it because they don't trust Biden's administration. That's what she should she suggest. Really? Because I, I can show you clips right now. I say, I wish I had a production team. We're gonna have this one day, folks. We just need you to chip in a little bit more money. Help us out here. Because I would love to pull up the video of both Biden and Kamala Harris saying that they won't take the vaccine because it was done under Trump. They say they wouldn't trust it, right? So this is just this is just the same word salad reorganized and spit back out at you. But now they're they're going to say it's because of Biden. Come on. Just come on, man. They, they really do think that we're that stupid. And apparently some people are because they watch CNN. <laughs> OK, now here's some good news out of The Washington Post of all places. Um, the Southern California cities, Southern California cities rebel against new COVID man, new mask mandate, hinting at Delta variant drama to come. Right. So there are cities within uh, the within L.A. County. Right. So there are. I think there's something like 88 cities that encompass are encompassed by the county of Los Angeles. One of these is Pasadena. And it says here, L.A. County's new mask mandate is infuriating officials in the sprawling region, leading to angry denunciations as some irate local leaders demand resignations and threaten to cut ties and form their own public health departments. Well, well, it's about time. They should have done this a long time ago. Quote, Tony Wu of West Covina, who's a councilman there, says the county cannot handle our current situation. Um, we are absolutely not going to enforce nothing about this BS. Well, that's pretty poor English for a councilman, but okay, Tony, uh, I agree with you. So uh, the article goes on to, right, so 88 distinct cities separated by hundreds of miles. And LA County is massive, folks, and maybe that's why a lot of people here, we haven't been able to get together and march for something because it's just so massive. But they're fighting back. They say, we've had enough of these policies. We demand that you stop this one-size-fits-all approach to health and health outcomes. Elected officials from half a dozen towns, including El Segundo, Torrance, Manhattan Beach, wrote this week in a letter to their local county supervisor. <clears throat> Excuse me. We implore you to modify this recent order, engage with us, and set a policy that better reflects the unique context of our area. 
Right. So again, these idiots at the county, unelected, just throwing around mandates and and with with no science to back it up. In fact, science to back up the fact that masks are actually worse for you. Uh, boy. So here it is. They says, you know, this uh, Torrance City Council member says the latest mask mandate is really going to have a terrible effect on business. Hmm. Imagine that. It's really going to instill more fear in shoppers and patrons. And that's where I think we need to draw the line. Well, 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 welcome to the party, Aurelio Matucci. Where were you a year and a half ago? Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I look, I, I'm a little, I'm a little cynical about these folks now finally standing up, but it's, it's good news that they are, I, you know, I should be a little less, um, a little less con- condemning of them because they're finally waking up and it's, it's due to the efforts of, of the viewers and listeners of the show, people that I, I associate with who have formed groups and come together to stand up against these mask mandates and the vaccination and mandatory vaccination and vaccine passports and so on and so forth. It's a tough hill. It's a tough hill to fight on. It is uphill the whole way and it is very difficult, but we continue to persevere as I encourage you to do the same, organize the people in your communities and get together and stand up against this tyranny. Right. So now here's the scary news, folks. This is what I was talking about. This is out of a publication called Quartz. And it says more than 450 airlines can now use IBM's blockchain-based vaccine passport. Now, for you historians out there, you'll know, uh, you'll recall that IBM was involved in something else in the past that was quite controversial. And that was the classification and cataloging of all the Jews in Nazi Germany that were that were extinguished, that were terminated, that were um, gassed in the gas chambers and put in ovens. IBM assisted with that. In fact, IBM actually also helped finance Hitler's rise to power. So here they are again, um, getting into the authoritarianism game. And uh, yeah, the IBM's digital health pass is, uh, is a, it's a QR code sent by email. And travelers without smartphones can print the QR code. But with this, um, you don't need to, to reveal all of your health information. It's just it's done through the blockchain, so it's all secure. Right. As if we're concerned about security. Right. At this point, it doesn't matter. People people realize that. Our information is out there and the government has it all. And we've been spied on for so long now. It's become it's just become an afterthought to really fight back against it. But they keep throwing it out there as if, as if this is something beneficial when they're hiding the true nature of this, the, the, the evil of this thing, which is to control where you can go. I mean, at this point, you can't, you can't leave the United States and, and walk or drive into Canada or Mexico. Yet for some reason on our Southern border, people can walk the other way. It's like this one way street into us, but you can't get out. And you also can't go to several countries around the world because they demand that you have um, proof of vaccination, a COVID passport. This is this is this is scary. I never thought we'd live in a time such as this, folks. But oh, and then, then they pitch it as a, 
as a convenience, right? This avoids cumbersome and time-consuming checks while traveling and adds further reassurance to airlines and their passengers. Oh, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, it makes things so much smoother. And, and the article goes on. I, I, I won't cover it because we've got more news to get to and we are you know, running short on time here. So we will kind of bounce back and forth with this. There are other articles that cover it that I will go over briefly. Uh, for example, the next, uh, well, no, this next one, um, this is a big thing. This comes back to Cyber Polygon that I was talking about earlier. And this past week, a, a global outage of more than 32,000 websites down after DNS failure. All right, so this is the beginnings of of them knocking the infrastructure offline. And in these other articles, I'm going to get to the next one here. Um, it disrupt it disrupted major retail, financial, travel, and Olympic websites worldwide. But the main ones are in you know, the retail, financial, and travel. And those can have a serious impact on the economy and on people's daily lives, right? So imagine if your debit card doesn't work. Or your credit card doesn't work, right? How are you going to get your gasoline? Let's say that the gasoline's processing system, say gasoline station's credit card processing system goes down or the grocery store's processing systems goes down, right? So you can see this, this kind of this cascading effect that it can have and how quickly things could devolve into chaos if this, if this lasted for an extended period of time, say two, three days, a week. I mean, most people are a week away from starving, right? A lot of people don't have storable food, which I do recommend you get, folks. Check out mypatriotsupply.com. Uh, I'm not, this is not an advertisement for them. They are not a sponsor, but I am a customer and I do like their products and they are reasonably priced, high quality, and last for up to 25 years. So there you go. So maybe My Patriot Supply, maybe you can sponsor the show and I can give you a longer commercial next time. So again, uh, there's a, you know, this company, it was called uh, Akami, Akamai, uh, where a lot of the internet runs through this company and they went down. And so it was apparently wasn't just, it wasn't an attack on the internet at large, but it was, uh, it was key in, it was like an internet bottleneck essentially it's where a lot of the traffic runs through they say that they, they can confirm that it was not a result of a cyber attack on the akamai platform okay this is out of uh verge all right so you have to wonder if it was not a cyber attack what was it was it part of cyber polygon was this part of the drill right and as we all know as we've talked about before on this show, that many operations are masked by drills. So Event 201 was a drill, uh, was an operation masquerading as a drill, the operation being COVID-19, right? And what we saw in the lockdown and so on and so forth. So the drill that takes place beforehand is the, 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 the it um, precedes the actual operation. And it's meant to get all the players on board with what the plan is so to speak, all right, all the, and what they call, uh, what do they call that? Um, not, oh boy, I, I can't think of the word right now, but anyway, 
all the interested parties, uh, stakeholders is what they call that. So all the stakeholders in this case are the different governments and non-elected officials around the world seeking to take away our freedoms. Uh, this is just another aspect of that, right? So now we will become dependent upon uh, the government even more so when they completely destroy our country and we're waiting in bread lines and at FEMA camps to get fed. But uh, I found something interesting in this article that you can't see it if you're a podcast listener, but I'll describe it to you. It's a map that shows the outage of, uh, of, of where, the, where, the, where the internet went down. And what we're looking at here is a map of the globe. And the outage is primarily in the United States and in Europe. All right, you don't really see any. There's nothing in China, nothing in uh Southeast Asia, very little in Southeast Asia, a little bit in Australia and around Sydney, a um, little bit in Africa, some in South America, but mostly in United States and Europe. Well, that's odd, right? Is this now, is this an attack? They say it wasn't a cyber attack, but it could very well be by the Chinese. I mean, they are fighting what they call unrestricted warfare and waging it against the United States and apparently the world, the Western world. The free world. But the reason I brought this map up is because it, it reminds me of another image I saw recently. This at the Johns Hopkins website, their coronavirus tracker. And if you notice there, um, as soon as I can zoom it incorrectly, <laughs> um, the majority of the cases in the world are in the United States and in Europe. So if you could overlay these two maps, you'd see very similar um, in terms of the, the coronavirus numbers and in terms of the internet outages. So, so this kind of gives us, this is why I'm saying that this is probably, it's most likely part of a coordinated attack against Western civilization. That, that's, you know, United States, uh, Europe, some of Australia, but just to get off onto a quick little tangent, there's something very interesting I noticed about this map. And if you look closely, you can see what I'm talking about. It shows the United States, it shows all the outbreaks, but then here's Canada. See, in the United States, you got all these little red dots and they're, they're highly concentrated on the coast and, and in the Midwest and of course on the West Coast and the East Coast here. But you look up in Canada, there's just one red dot for each province. Why is that? Why is that? And then here's something even more interesting. When you, when you zoom in on the United States, you'll notice here in, in the, well, I guess it's the kind of like the Plains states, right? It's, you know, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, or Missouri, if you're from there, that there are a bunch of dots of equal size that are equidistant from each other. And I've been trying to figure out what this means. I don't know. Um, it's very suspect is my point in that all of these dots are equally spaced and of equal size. And this is, covers a massive area. You're talking about, you know, a couple thousand square miles. So what does it mean? I don't know, but I wanted to bring it to your attention because it's, a, it's curious. It's an anomaly and we should always question things that we come across. Right. So uh, here's some interesting news that 
really, I find surprising that they would even report this. Now, this comes out of the Daily Mail in the in United Kingdom. And they're actually known for, for um, breaking news that other news outlets will not talk about. And this in particular is Moderna launches a trial of COVID-19 vaccine for pregnant women. <laughs> now, I don't know if you see what's wrong with that headline, but I'll tell you. I thought Moderna already did the trials, right? They, we were told that it's safe and effective and that pregnant women don't need to worry about taking the jab. But what we're finding is, is that there have been many, 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 many miscarriages as a result of women taking these and, and losing their babies. Um, there have been stillbirths, um, birth defects, and now they're they're running the tests, really, really. I mean, again, I thought they already. I thought we tested this. I thought it was safe. Apparently not. So this just the reason I bring up this article is because it exposes the lie. It exposes it front and center. Moderna lied. Our government lied. CNN lied. Fauci lied. CDC lied. World Health Organization. World Health Organization lied. They all lied. They said, oh, we tested it. It's fine. No, it's not. It's not. And now they're doing a clinical trial to determine whether or not the vaccine leads to miscarriages or stillbirths in pregnant women. <sighs> they're trying to kill us, folks. That's the other aspect of this is population control and reduction. And if you can target a woman's ability to procreate, well, then you're definitely going to have an impact on the population. And that's exactly what's going on here. Scientists will observe the potential side effects of the vaccine that will have on pr pregnant women, the infants, and whether the vaccine should could cause complications in pregnancy. Pregnant women remain in a small group of people who the vaccine has not fully verified to be safe for. Bullshit. Bullshit. I could show you dozens of news articles, dozens of news clips where they're telling us that it's safe. This is just this is just unbelievable, folks. Again, they think you're stupid. They think we're idiots. The CDC does recommend that pregnant women decide individually that with their doctor whether to get vaccinated. Bullshit. They they don't recommend that. They've never recommended that. They just say get the shot. The NIH is conducting studies as to whether they develop the same level of antibodies as the average population. Well, why wouldn't they? This is just this whole this whole thing is just crap. This is just crap, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope you see it too. I hope I, I'm I'm not crazy, and I'm and imagining things. I hope you see exactly what I'm talking about. So, here we go. Talking about no adverse reactions. It's safe. It's effective. Well, according to this article in Natural News. FDA document reveals 86% of children who participated in Pfizer COVID vaccine trial experienced adverse reactions. 86%. That's practically everybody. Okay. 14% of people didn't. So a publicly available FDA fact sheet document reveals that 86% of children who participated in the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial reported adverse reactions ranging from mild to serious. 
As a part of the vaccine experiments, children aged 12 to 15 are being injected with mRNA sequences that take control of their cells, causing them to churn out spike proteins in their blood. Spike proteins cause vascular disease, vascular disease and blood clots. Even the Jonas Salk Institute conclusively identifies spike proteins as the culprit behind vascular disease and blood clots. This is all openly admitted by the FDA, which has published extremely disturbing reports of adverse reactions experienced by children in a Pfizer COVID vaccine fact sheet labeled 14413. And you can see the original document here. We won't dive into that now, but I leave it for you to look into for yourself. So again, not safe, not effective. In fact, deadly, dangerous, shouldn't be given to our kids. Fuck. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, mild, moderate, severe. Just, just incredible, folks. Just incredible. The FDA claims it's all about protecting children while pushing more vaccine sales to generate billions of dollars in profits for Pfizer. Yes, that's what it's always been about. And the FDA, if you didn't know it, and we've talked about it before on the show, is populated by people from Big Pharma. So there's a revolving door that goes on between the public and private sector. And this isn't just in, in, in FDA and, and pharmaceutical companies. This is everywhere in government, right? So you got these politicians that go on to, to become lobbyists and so on and so forth, lobbyists that become politicians. And they've got this, you know, these cozy relationships with each other and to which you and I are, are not included. And, and here we have it again. The FDA is not looking out for the best the best interest in the health of the people of the United States. All right. They're looking out for the profit margins of their, their compatriots, their friends in the industry. Very sad. Very sad. Now here's what I was talking about over in Europe. Same thing here. You now we had well over 6,000 and it's actually a spike in, in COVID related deaths, excuse me, COVID-19 vaccine-related deaths. Here, we're, here in Europe, uh, they're reporting 18,928 dead and 1.8 million injured, 50% of which are serious. And that was reported in the, excuse me, European Union's database of adverse drug reactions for COVID-19 shots. So there you go, folks. And, and that's as of July 17, 2021. I just, I, I just, I'm... I, I, I'm beside myself here. All right. You know, and in this article, it also covers that there was a, a CDC whistleblower, and this is something that I, I hadn't covered yet, but that uh, CDC whistleblower claims that there have been at least 45,000 deaths reported within three days of receiving the injections. 45,000. All right. That's 10 times what they say was reported under the VAERS system. So, again, as they said, the VAERS reporting system is anywhere from 1% to 10% of all actual reported cases. And so what we're seeing here is, in fact, uh, it points to that being true. And we're seeing this all over Europe as well. So this is uh, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Janssen. And um, we're, we're not familiar with that one. But Moderna and Pfizer are causing damage and, and deaths and injuries over in Europe. Why wouldn't they be causing it here in the United States? Because we're being lied to. Yes, we are being injured. We are being killed. I mean, look, if a product, let's let's say a product killed 10 people, all right, and was on the shelf at Walmart, it would be pulled 
like that, and you'd never see it again. Yet this thing is killing thousands, tens of thousands, and injuring hundreds of thousands and millions of other people. Yet they still keep pushing it. It doesn't make sense, folks. It doesn't make sense unless you look at it through the lens of this is not about a virus. This is about control. This is about population reduction, population control, sterilization, death, injury, incapacitation, you name it. They're killing us. They are killing us with this shot. Okay, moving on to related news. Senator Ron Johnson Uh, Data from Israel shows 84% of new COVID cases are with vaccinated individuals. Oh, that's funny. Because here in the United States, it's the opposite, right? I mean, 100% of the people showing up in hospitals are unvaccinated. What are they doing wrong in Israel? Let's find out. Let's dig into this here. So Ron Johnson says here, the American people deserve the truth. Really, the people of the world deserve the truth on this. And unfortunately, because of all of the cabal between social media, mainstream media, and our federal health agencies and big government, we're not getting the truth. The truth has been covered up for months, whether we're talking about gain-of-function research, whether we're talking about the effectiveness of early treatment. I can't explain all of this, Maria. All I know is something has gone off the rails here. I'm trying to look for answers. It just doesn't make sense to me. I've just received this morning data out of Israel. That shows that the population is about 84% vaccinated, but the new cases of COVID in Israel are about 84% with vaccinated individuals. It's certainly looking like the Pfizer vaccine is not working with the Delta variant. Well, it doesn't look it, it, it's it doesn't look like it's not working. It looks like it's 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 killing people. It's injuring people. And people are ending up in the hospital with probably worse symptoms than they would have had had they not taken this jab. So again, if Pfizer isn't working in Israel, do you think it's working here in the United States? Do you think what that Republican governor said was true? No. Would you think everything you hear on CNN talking about, well, it's 100% effective is true? No, it is a lie. It is a lie over and over and over again. And thankfully, we've still got some people who are willing to call him out on it. This guy, Ron Johnson, God bless him. Here you go. 49 fully vaccinated New Jersey residents have died from COVID-19. This is from the Epoch Times. It's a good publication. I do recommend you check it out. They are pretty balanced and they they tend not to slant too much one way or the other. Uh, they usually just tend to give you the news and let you sort it out. So uh, the New Jersey Department of Health confirmed this to the Epoch Times that 49 deaths among the population have been recorded since December 2020. Um, some 5,300 people who had not gotten a vaccine also died with COVID-19. With, notice they said with COVID-19, not of COVID-19. That's an important distinction, folks. See, again, you have to to sort through the wording to get to the truth, unfortunately, even in this publication that I like. Ah, boy. And now this guy says that that means that vaccines are about 99.999% effective in preventing deaths due to COVID-19. No, 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 no. That's not what it means. These people, these people. So 
This side of the Gateway Pundit, back to Europe, back to uh, the UK. Not making headlines. New study shows children in the UK have a 99.995% chance of surviving COVID-19. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. We just saw that same number saying that 99.999% of people who took the jab don't get COVID-19 or survive it. Huh. I wonder who's telling the truth. It's hard to discern, but I'm going to opt for the people not getting the jab or the ones not dying. This is this is becoming this is becoming ridiculous, folks. This is this is bordering on insanity. It's hard to discern the truth these days, but we do our best here. So it says of the almost 500,000 children in England who were infected during the year survived. Right. So why do they need to get the jab? They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. I will tell you again and again and again. They do not need to get the jab. Nobody needs to get that damn thing. And now here's an interesting article. And we're going to we're getting we're getting close to the end here, folks. I'm going to kind of wrap things up. But here's an interesting article told from a very extremely leftist liberal perspective from a publication called DNYUZ. And I'm, I'm not really too familiar with them, but just judging based on the, on the way that this article reads, they lean left. And in it, it says that, uh, that, that why, has, why everyone has the worst summer cold ever. Yes, the summer cold and cough season really is worse than usual. I've had bad colds, but I've never experienced a virus like this. And she says... Um, you know, it was a bad chest cold, chest congestion, rattling cough, right? But they, they're blaming it now from the mask being off and social distancing and hugs and handshakes are back. And, and it, but I, the reason I brought this article up is because it's, it says, um, right, here it goes. Frequent exposure to various pathogens primes or jazzes up the immune system to be ready to respond to that pathogen. If you have not had those exposures, your immune system may be a little slower to respond or doesn't respond fully, leading to greater susceptibility to some respiratory infections and sometimes longer or more protracted symptoms. Imagine that. So the social distancing, the, the lack of physical interaction with other people, the wearing masks, the staying home, not going out has actually contributed to people getting sicker, right? Because they're not, you're not exposed to these viruses. Your body doesn't build up in immunity. Yet they, 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 they still try to put it on people not wearing masks. I, I don't get it when they're not going to get that they don't get it, right? <laughs> this is just, this is, this is insane. I mean, they, 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 they present it themselves. They, they say it themselves here, yet... They, they still don't understand that when you don't uh, when you don't expose yourself to viruses, you don't challenge your immune system, you're bound to get sick and sicker, right? So this is just more more sad news from the left and how they've indoctrinated and brainwashed these people into this 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 circus of fear, this carnival of fear. It's just, it's, it's, it's really sad. I'll, I'll leave this article up for you to read 
and decide for yourself. But I wanted to point that one that one thing out to you that this doctor had said. And if, if that doesn't wake people up, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. And here's some good news. One rocker who gets it, Eric Clapton, will not play shows where proof of vaccine is required. Yeah. Musician issued a statement after UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson said vaccine passes would be required at clubs and venues. Well, good for him. Maybe he needs to have a a word with Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, who said that they will only play venues where people are vaccinated. And that's it. No unvaccinated at all. They did a they did a preview concert out here at a small venue. And there was a pretty large showing of people protesting that. And then they uh, they had another show scheduled a couple of weeks ago at the forum out here in Inglewood. And they had to cancel because two of two of the members of their crew came down with COVID-19. But I thought they were fully safe from it. Right. They're vaccinated. You know, 100 percent effective. Right. Wrong, wrong. But I, I think it's just it's it's a bit of sweet irony that they had to cancel their concert, their concert for all the vaccinated <laughs> because someone got COVID-19. So God bless Eric Pla- Eric Clapton for standing up to this nonsense and and hopefully others will follow his lead. Now Here's where CDC lies again. Spike in death reports following COVID-19 vaccination caused by a mistake, says the CDC. A sudden jump in post-COVID-19 vaccination death reports is not correct and was the result of an error, the CDC says. It says that their, um, it says that their, their passive reporting system, which is the VAERS system, V-A-E-R-S, um, that that they run with the Food and Drug Administration, has received 12,313 reports of death among those who received a COVID-19 vaccine. And I think that's low. That's extremely low. In fact, we know it's low. It's well over 45,000 at this point. But the jump would have effectively doubled the percentage of post-vaccination death reports from 0.0018% to 0.0036%. And she said that the number the agency had displayed on the website was not correct. It is double what it was yesterday, and so it is definitely incorrect. Really? Really? I mean, you guys are rolling out these jabs at warp speed. So for it to double in a day, I don't think that's that's outside of the realm of possibilities. You know, half the, half the population has gotten the jab. Why wouldn't it double? So... They're just saying it's a misrepresentation or a mistake. Someone doing an update made a mistake. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. So here they are covering up a spike in vaccination deaths related to the COVID-19 vaccine. So again, um, they they are suppressing information. They're, They're misleading and lying again to the American people to cover up for the fact that this shot is deadly. It's deadly. Now, as I was speaking about before in France, this is uh, out of a publication called Activist Post. It looks like, uh, I don't know, their their logo kind of looks like an anarchy symbol. Maybe they are anarchists. Who knows? But 
Here it shows French police lay down shields and join 100,000 protesters marching against vaccine passport. And the French get it. Gotta love these folks, man. They know how to protest. And even their cops do. Their cops get it. They know it's bullshit. They know that you you, you can't force people to take this jab in in an an effort to restrain them from from traveling or or enjoying going to the pub or, or to a restaurant. And so people are fighting back. And actually, it worked. Macron actually rolled back uh, some of this order that required people to have the vaccine passport in order to participate in life, essentially. Right. So here, got 100,000 people stood up and said no. And the cops agreed. We need our cops out here in the United States to do something similar. Stand by us, folks. Stand by us, officers. And stop, stop. Stop arresting and and harassing people who are just trying to save lives. God bless these folks. All right. Pro-Trump group. This is out of Gizmodo. Pro-Trump group files motion against FDA to stop COVID-19 vaccinations in the U.S. The group America's Frontline Doctors held a press conference in July 2020. Oh, this, oh they're talking about, oh, they're trying to, oh, okay, here we go. They're trying to defame them again with a woman who says the world is run by secret lizard people. Okay. So this is what you do when you want to break down your opponent, when you want to, when you want to uh, discredit your opposition, you, you take what you can find about them or about one member of their group and focus in on that and then project that upon the whole group. And so what you're looking at right here is this, this lady right here, uh, uh, whose name I don't recall at the moment, but she has some interesting theories and stuff that she's published online. And uh, they chose to focus on that rather than the entire message of this whole group of credible doctors um, and shot and sought to discredit them. Right. But they, uh, they filed a motion to prevent uh, with the FDA to prevent this from becoming compulsory. So, um, the motion filed with the U S Northern district court of Alabama claims that vaccines which have been given emergency use authorization by the FDA do not actually prevent the spread of COVID-19. Well, we know that's true because people are showing up in hospitals that have had the shot. They also claim that the emergency use authorization should never have been granted because the coronavirus pandemic is not an emergency. This is true. The state of emergency has long since ceased, yet in places like the state of California, our governor um, illegally keeps pushing this state of emergency so he can have his dictatorial authoritarian control over the state without having to use the legislature to pass laws. So they're calling him out. God bless. Him. Um, and here's an audit of elections. Grassroots pressure begins to pay off. Now this is uh, through red state and this is a rather long article and I'm not going to really cover it here, but I will put it up for your perusal. And in short, it just it lays out all the different elements of fraud that have been uncovered in the different swing states throughout the country here. So you're talking about Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan are the main ones. And they go over all of it in, and they lay it out in a, in a format that's easy to understand. But what I found interesting about this article is that 37% of Democrat Party voters agree with Donald Trump that, that 
that said that election reform must happen in swing states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona, where voters have lost confidence in their electoral process. Do you agree or disagree? 60, 62% of whites agreed, 49% of blacks. Non-whites, 68%. Democrats, 37 Unaffiliated, 63%. GOP, 84%. And overall, all voters, more than half, 61% of American voters agree that election reform needs to take place. So, I, again, I will put that up for your review. Right. Um, and now, finally, Congress steps in. Senator Amy Klobuchar wants to strip Section 230 protections from social media because they they say that their technology spreads in misinformation about coronavirus vaccines or other public health emergencies. Well, where were you guys when they were falsely um, banning people like myself for putting up good information, real information backed up by science, backed up by evidence? No, 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 no. They only want to do it when it serves their agenda, right? So now they want to bring Facebook and all these others in line so that they can become government propaganda mouthpieces, which they already are. It's exactly what they are at this point. Even Jen Psaki said it the other day that they've been advising Facebook on who to censor when it comes to COVID-19, quote unquote, misinformation, right? So the, his, the hypocrisy is high with these people. And by the way, that is a First Amendment violation, big time. When the government, see, a private company can do it, but when the government steps in and starts dictating who can say what, they've broken the law. And hopefully, well, I, I'm not holding out much hope, but hopefully they will be brought to justice for that. Um, and finally, Gavin Newsom signs a bill to combat organized retail crime following brazen and violent thefts. Now, if you haven't heard about this here in California, uh, retail crime is through the roof. Shoplifters are just walking out with hundreds of dollars worth of, of product because they know they won't be prosecuted by these liberal Soros appointed district attorneys like here in Los Angeles, George Soros. And they're doing it all over the state and especially in these liberal run cities like, like, um, like San Francisco, here in Los Angeles. But the thing that caught my eye was that this takes place right here. It says here in La Cunada, Flint Ridge, but that's not correct. I know this store. This is in my hometown. This is where I grew up, Granada Hills, California. And you got a video of these guys walking out of the store with armloads of clothing. Look at this. Look, this guy's got a bag, a huge bag on his back. That's not even a backpack. It's like a, I don't know what that is. It's massive. So they just walk out of the store in broad daylight. No one's stopping them. There's no security running after them. There's just this lone guy filming them as they walk across the parking lot okay. with armfuls of product. And yeah, and I recognize this parking lot because I spent many days there as a young person. Um, and finally, Joe Biden used his private Gmail account to send government information to foreign deal-making son, Hunter. Right. So in echoes of what Hillary Clinton did using her private email to essentially break the law and get around the law requiring public officials to only use official email, uh, Biden did the same thing. And of course, and probably in an attempt to hide what he was doing.
And it says here, it uh, this was done while he was vice president, and he sent government information that he was getting from the State Department to Hunter. And uh, and what this was um, uh, was found when the FBI seized Hunter's laptop, and 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 the messages were signed dad and came from an account called robinware456 at gmail.com. And they were mostly personal, but others were political in nature and still others clearly addressed business matters, often forwarding information coming from senior officials in the White House, the State Department and other government agencies. For instance, in late November 2014, the U.S. Embassy in Istanbul sent an email to the State Department that was then forwarded to senior advisors to senior advisors to Joe Biden, including national security expert Michael Carpenter, providing an early alert that an American named Martin O'Connor was about to be released from detention in Turkey. The State Department forwarded the information to the vice president's office where Biden aide Colin Call, now President Biden's undersecretary of defense for policy, sent it to Joe Biden's private email. The vice president sent it to his son, Hunter Biden, with the subject line, forward Mr. O'Connor being released from detention today. Now, uh, you know, again, this guy's sharing state information on an unsanctioned government, uh, non-government email, breaking the law. In fact, Hillary uh, still hasn't been held to account for doing this very thing because she erased the servers and the hard drives that had the evidence that would have implicated her. But, but Joe Biden, being the idiot that he is, uh, didn't follow in the footsteps of his mentor. So there you have it, folks. That's the news. And I uh, want to thank you all again for joining us on this historic day, this uh, this anniversary, this one-year anniversary of the Free America podcast. And I want to thank you for your support over this past year that's helped keep this production going. And so once again, if you do like what we do here at the Free America podcast, please consider visiting freeamericapodcast.com, clicking on support, and you can either send us a donation or, of course, you can visit one of our sponsors and help us that way. So that's the news for now, folks. And, well, basically that's it. Everybody, remember, stay safe, stay free. Don't take the jab. Don't wear a mask. You tell these authoritarians to go to hell because this is free America. Good night, everybody.